Welcome everybody to Corner 3. This is the best basketball podcast known to humankind. We are rocking it here in Fanbyte land, making it hot for all of you at home, rocking the sexiest jeggings on the planet. We are having the most conditioned hair and baldness simultaneously happening on this show in a way that you can't see because this is not in video format. This is coming to you through your ears. Damn. Magic. Open your third ear. Open your third ear <laughs> and your fourth nostril to listen to this amazing basketball podcast here on Corner 3. I am one of your hosts, Kali Adams, and I am rocking with the maybe the best person on the planet. That was incredible, Khalif. Damn, that's professional. Best person that's on huge. the planet. That was incredible. It is Nikki Grayson. Nicholas How Grayson. are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, we, are, we are down... Down a man this week, uh, John, the man, the myth, the legend, Warren, is not here. He is on the ISS. Yo, who that is? Yeah. Uh, hopefully trying to get back to the planet, but we have lost him. I think he's working on the plumbing. Is is he working on the plumbing? Yeah. Yeah. The Snarflax is still running into the gobbledygook, and then exactly. all the things are trying to get I out of I fucking love Biomutant. <laughs> Can we? No, we can't talk about Bob. Right <laughs> no, we can't. It's a different uh, show. We can't. Uh, listen, want, uh, listen. I'll go. I'll go for hours. Uh, <laughs> I'll go for hours on that stupid fucking video. Oh, game. that game is so stupid. It's almost as bad as the NBA refs. <laughs> the playoffs. That's why, listen, Khalif. That's why they pay you the big bucks. I, I, you know what? I, you know, it, it is it is one of the things that I do very, very well, which is make two things that have absolutely nothing to do with each other, supposedly kind of maybe um, have some relevance. Anyway, if you are listening to us in podcast land, please, and if you're listening to us in uh, the Apple Podcast app or in any podcast app that has a rating system, please rate us with the highest of marks that you possibly can, because what that means is is that we then get to go to the White House and hang out with Kamala. And what? the rest of the Mama? latest I can hang out with Mamala. Mamala. And, and ask her to fucking make my loans go away. Hey, I, I mean, the, the president won't do it, but maybe she'll get it done. <laughs> I mean, like, I haven't I haven't given the government money. Well, that I mean, outside of the taxes that come out of my paycheck. But I haven't given them money for my student loans in over a year. And they're fucked if they think I'm going to give it to them again. Hey, I, I appreciate this. I mean, you... you You'd be giving them more than what we've gotten back in yeah. many, many a decade, yeah. I would say. So I'll literally I'll literally die yeah. before I give them all of their money back. So they should stop asking. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Far Cry Six, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, th- this episode is, is, is gonna be actually about basketball. And because since we're in the playoffs, is this the first show we've done since the playoffs have like really kicked off? Yes, because we were in the play in and everyone knows that those games existed in some sort of weird pocket dimension. The stats don't count. They yeah. just those were just games that happened, but they weren't yeah. playoff games. Yeah, it's it's super weird because now when I'm thinking about it, I was like, Yeah, we had a lot of playoff. No, we didn't have playoff basketball yet. No, they were our- just they were just really good <laughs> games. Yeah, they were super, super good. They're probably even kind of, if you think about it now, better than the playoff games we're seeing in the first round uh, because of the added um, pressure that went across those games. But um, it's been an interesting playoff so far. I think 
<clears throat> when you think of the matchups that we have currently, let's go through them real fast. Um, I'm kind of just looking at all the things I can see in front of me. Uh, we have, again, the Knicks versus the Hawks, Brooklyn versus the Celtics. Yes. Bad series. Laker, <laughs> Clippers versus Dallas. Good series. Kind of good series. Well, good series if you're um, literally every every person, I guess, that isn't employed by Steve Ballmer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of an awesome across the board thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee versus Miami. Bad series. Terrible series. Like no one's talking about that series either. I, listen, I'm I'm fine to just let the heat like I just I won't talk about it. Like if they if the heat don't want me to talk about it, I won't talk about it. Like, yeah. We don't have to. It's fine. Like, yeah, we can just fine. try again next year. It's chill. Yeah. But the, the most interesting series besides the Knicks and Hawks one, I think currently is the Denver Portless Portland series, yes. which which we'll talk about in a second. Philly versus the um, the uh, Washington Wizard. Bullets, yeah, uh, and the bad series. <laughs> Utah versus the Memphis Grizzlies, which I think also is kind of a interesting series. Um, yeah, but let's. Walk, I want I want to yeah. give you the floor to pick which one which one you really want to dig into first because I think there's a bunch of really interesting kind of narratives that are playing mm-hmm. out there are some really dope matchups that we're seeing yeah and we're also seeing some you know i, I alluded to a little bit earlier but like playoff basketball is always going to come down to two things defense and refereeing mm-hmm. and one of those is really really bad uh yeah. and, and it's not coming across in a good way so i want to give you the floor to kind of share which which games you want to kind of dig into and then we'll, we'll move from there let's talk Knicks Hawks because that's the series that I've been having the most fun watching. Yeah, um, okay. that series that I hmm, I went. I think last week I said I felt kind of like things were go like becoming normal at least for me because I went to that baseball game two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There was legitimately something where I was like, uh, "We're done. Like we did it." When I saw MSG as fucking popping as it was for game one and then for game two as well, where I was like, oh, okay, like we actually might have actually fucking done it and we might be on the other side. Um, And then the basketball games were good. I mean, not for the Knicks in game one, but uh, Trey Young fucking talked shit and then (laughs) did the damn work, got spit on. (laughs) We got to talk about that, too, towards the end of the show, because I got to talk about that. But uh, he talked shit, did the work, silenced that building. And it was like, haven't heard a building be that loud and that quiet in a grip. So that was cool. And then Tom Thibodeau fucking made adjustments (laughs) for once. Yo. In his whole life, he was like, "Okay, so what I won't do. (laughs) What I won't do is uh, run my players into the ground forever at a at a brick wall. I will make adjustments and change my game plan based on uh, experience. Uh, and you know what? He took out Alfred Payton, put it Derrick Rose. Team got better. Weird. Can, can we talk about really quickly? Just there are there are very few players in the league currently that don't deserve to be hated as much as they do but are absolutely hated. And Alfred Payton is the one of the most hated players in the league right now. And it is so unfair to that young yeah. man. It is so he's, unfair he's like to him. He's eight years old. 
He yeah, he's like a baby in the league. Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. And and yeah. the weird thing about that hatred of Elfred is there weren't high expectations for him. Like yeah, it wasn't no. a thing where the fact yeah, the fact that y'all are even here is a surprise. So yes. like <laughs> I mean, but even him as a player, yeah, like it wasn't like he was like this magical draft pick that we got that we were like, he's gonna come in and change and turn the franchise around. Like I can understand if this was like Barrett who would be underperforming Mm -hmm. and he's not, he's performing better than anybody expected him to perform. Uh, But Alfred as a person who is now the, the whipping boy of the New York Mm -hmm. media and anyone who is a Knicks fan bothers me to like in my core to be like, this is how you break. This is how you break players. Yeah. Right. That's why, that's why they don't want to be in New York. Right. It's weird. Cause like, I think, I mean, this is like in the the mythos of the National Basketball Association, but like there's something about the Knicks yeah. where the media, like NBA press, is just fucking mean to the Knicks constantly, well, and then the the press is like also will try to vilify a player. They gotta pick one every year. Yeah. So well, it's here- like their success is like okay, well, who the fuck do we blame? That's what it feels like a little bit where they're like Here's literally the grasping for straws because they've overachieved. So they're like, who? Alfred. His name is weird. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sounds like an elf. So we'll bother him. But here, here's the thing that I don't think a lot of folks who, who didn't grow up in the New York metro area understand. Is that the New York media, like the idea around New Yorkers is that New Yorkers are mean. Right. Again, I, yeah. I as a New Yorker would would disagree with that i don't agree with that but yeah. i think i think it's like it's a terseness that we have which in a in a like we got to go do a thing like don't yeah. don't waste my time thing yeah people don't uh a, a lot of people mistake directness for being mean yeah and rudeness yeah but new york media is mean like i will say that yeah. that's that's true new york <laughs> media is mean it'd be like yo that grandma didn't walk across the street fast enough she's she she's trash. It. She's trash. <laughs> she doesn't run a good 40 time. We got to get her out of the league kind of stuff. New York media is bad and mean. New York sports media is yeah. even more so mm-hmm. uh, because you have a lot of old, 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 uh, old folks who are in those spaces yeah. who have never done anything else but do sports media in New York. Yeah. And that energy is consistently and constantly there. I would say that one of the things that is the most detrimental to any to the Knicks, to any and especially the Knicks. Now, I wouldn't even say this is for like the Mets or the or the Yankees or mm-hmm. the Rangers or the Islanders. Just specifically the Knicks, it is the most detrimental thing is to have a angry New York media after you as a player for the New York Knicks. Yeah. And it's a reason why I swear that a lot of players don't come here besides the management stuff. Yeah. And besides all the stuff with that, it is a hard thing to have to deal with as a New York player. If you're not performing at peak performance all the time, which has not been a thing, even the when Knicks have like, done. like even like even in the heyday, like even in the 94 uh, finals, mm-hmm. New York media was trying to get Patrick Ewing out of the city. And I was like, He's literally the best player and the most and the most loyal person to have ever been here. He got here since he was in college and stayed here until yeah. you kicked him out and sent him to Orlando. Yeah. Which is wild. Anyway, there is a layer of New York media stuff there that is it is 
absolutely like to the detriment of you know the New York the New York uh, ability to bring in big talent. But I will say that alongside Trey Young, I think I, again like this is his first playoff series in 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 his career. He is showing brilliance in everything that he is doing for yeah. him at his size, at his position. He is like the first game we had really bad defense. Like there was like pick and roll. Basically, you know, Trey is going to go and hit a runner and that's going to be the end of it. And everybody at home was like, has anyone seen the 90s playoff <laughs> games where you just put an elbow in a dude's chest and you knock him to the ground so he doesn't do this shit 17 times a game? No one did that. And then, like you said, Thibodeau made a change um, to kind of play uh, Derrick Rose earlier yeah. in. The, he started Derrick Rose. Yeah. Uh, which gave also, us a little Obi bit Toppin, of who has like who was on fire. Yes. Yeah. The game was yesterday, day before yesterday, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. his defense is also solid. He's long. Like they've, long, yeah, they've got, kid. they've got pieces. Like, I don't think, I think this Knicks team will beat the Hawks, but I don't think they're making it out of the second round, but it, they are going to be an extremely fun team to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over the course of the next couple of years. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting just to see alongside, um, uh, young play so well, Bog. Oh, I, I can never say his name right. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is a yeah. monster. Very good at basketball. Like <laughs> I don't think. Like again, that was not the person who I had an expectation for to be the anchor of that team. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a, in a scoring in a scoring way, but he is clutch. Like yeah. that that kid is clutch in the way that he's like oh, okay. I'll fumble this ball. We'll have a bad series here. I will bail you out every single time. And he's doing that work in a way that is pretty brilliant. Like I have as a as a person who wants the Hawks to lose so we can get into the next part of the playoffs, they have earned my respect in tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. They are an but awesome team to watch. Here's the thing about the Hawks that well, first of all, huge shout outs to Nate McMillan for really yeah. fucking proving the Pacers ownership wrong. Um because they fired him for literally no reason. <laughs> yep. But um, that's the thing with the Hawks, though, right? Remember that year they won 60 games when they had mm-hmm. Kyle Korver and Dennis Schroeder and some other guys? Uh, fucking uh, Tabo Cephalosha oh, was on yeah. that team. And then was that also the year that he got his leg broken outside yes. of a club? Yes. Um, that's when he got, Oh, that's when he got abused by the police. Yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that 60 win Hawks team was extremely good. And then Mm -hmm. they got to where the games counted and then they fell apart. I think that's just like the story of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't even have faith in them to like, I think if, if the Knicks, uh, take one in Atlanta, it's over. Like if they win tonight, then it's, I think the series is over. Really? Yeah. I, that's interesting. I, I think that. The Knicks, I think the Knicks are not, they're showing their, um, <clears throat> the holes in their armor pretty, pretty like widely at this point mm-hmm. where the problem is right now, one, uh, Randall has been underperforming in every game that yeah. he's been in so far. We're still waiting for him to have a breakout game. Rose is going to get tired because they're beating him into the he's ground old. by playing. He, he's old and he's doing his thing, but he's going to get tired and hopefully he yeah. doesn't get hurt. Um, and we're not playing Barrett enough. 
um, yeah. in the positions that he can be really good. And to be fair, the thing I'm seeing not only in this series, but across a lot of the series is that people are people have the playoff jitters real hard. Yeah, like, there's a lot of passed up shots that should be open shots for people. And people are not taking shots. Yes. We're going to talk about Speaking it with your, of, with your LeBron. Uh -huh. with, with LeBron God, yeah, let's just, let's just let's go just, there. Let's skip. Let's skip. Let's skip. Let's go I've literally never Kobe. seen LeBron James that mad. No. When he was yelling into KCP's mouth. <laughs> literally into his mouth. Um, yeah, there was a there was a sequence. They won that game, which is fucking incredible. Like, that's my favorite part about it. Yeah. Is that like LeBron James is such um, a fucking sociopath that like... <laughs> He's 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 got the he's got the range to like be in Space Jam, but yeah. also in a game where they are already up by seven points with a minute and a half remaining, he will lay the fuck into you because you didn't shoot a wide open three because he's yes. like it's that important to him. Yes. Um. But yeah, they the Lakers the Lakers got embarrassed by the Suns that first game. Yeah. And credit to Frank Vogel. I mean, it's the first time I think I've ever said that. Uh, he. <laughs> He like he's he's I will say this. He's very good at making adjustments when he fucks up with his initial plan. Um, and then you're like, well, why didn't you just fucking do that in the first place? Uh, also, I don't think LeBron LeBron's like not healthy, but he is he feels way better than he did last week because last week he was not driving at all. And that's why the Lakers lost. Right. Because you can't if LeBron is only like a perimeter or mid range threat. Yeah. Then you don't have to. Like he's very good from those distances. It's still LeBron James. But like the threat of LeBron driving to the rim opens up so much more of the Lakers offense that him not being able to do that make made them really predictable. I so mean, for the last last week, he was seeing three rims. So exactly. His eye fell out. <laughs> so like he's got. He, I, I think he, he looks like he's feeling better. Um, and also, I think this team is kind of like, hey, we're still the Los Angeles Lakers. We still we won last year. Like we didn't like fuck up to get here. Like we're still the Lakers. Um, and they've been playing, I think, legitimately their best basketball over the course of the last few games, their best basketball all year. Um, and LeBron James is good at basketball. And so is Anthony Davis. Who's finally getting his his? He feels like he is also kind of coming back from yeah a slowdown in the previous you know bubble games and all that other mm -hmm. stuff where he feels like he's now again able to kind of do what he needs to do in some of those spaces. But I still feel like, <clears throat> and you have a better idea on this than I do because you kind of watch them more than I do. Mm -hmm. So AD, Braun, who is their third threat at this point? Besides Schroeder, because Schroeder is like a little bit of the threat, but not yeah. not really. Who's their I'm, third option? That nobody. There is no third option. I think that's the weird thing about this team, right? Yeah. Is that like the expectation is that someone's going to step up and it's going to be a different person every game. I think Kyle Kuzma has scored five points over the last two games, yeah. which it and his stat lines look really fucking bad. But Kyle Kuzma is the only reason we won those last two games. Because mm. he is like his his play off the ball and his play on the glass and his defensive effort is like energizing the team and also keeping the team in it. So he might not be scoring. I don't know, like if he's just in a slump or whatever. But like Kyle Kuzma, at least in the last two games, has been crucial. 
um, even though he's not putting the ball in the hole. Yeah. Shout out to the White Mamba as well uh, yeah. for the best oh, ball crazy. fake into a dunk I've God. seen in a very long time. Incredible guy. <clears throat> it made, it Nobody made me, like him. I threw mayonnaise at the screen. It was amazing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I, I was I was excited and, and, and happy for him. Um, I do think that it's going to be really interesting to see on the other side of that matchup, which I think is also a really wild kind of thing. So there's been a lot of bully ball in this series, mm-hmm. which I think has been nice to see as a person who likes yeah. bully ball. Um, Chris Paul is a monster. I just want to yeah. say this out loud. I He's, like Chris Paul. Yeah. But, but also Chris, a Paul, Chris Paul is the Ric Flair of the NBA. Uh-huh. Like Absolutely. He, if, if he could literally hit people with low blows during the game, he would do it. The, the fact that this man is <laughs> selling America insurance is one of the wildest fucking things in the world to me. Like all you have to do, I love Chris Paul. I do. All you have to do is watch Chris Paul play a basketball game and you'll be like, why is he trying to sell me kindness insurance? The whole brand of State Farm is we're good people. (laughs) We're there for you. Chris Paul is not there for anybody that isn't the other 10 guys that he goes to work it. with every day. I love it. He he would kill you if given the opportunity. To it's win all a foreshadowing, game. Nikki. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like Final Destination, but in reverse. It's like, look, let me show you what could happen to you. Uh-huh. And then we'll try to get you into a good space where you can be uh-huh. okay. Right? Yeah. This, it's, um, this, this man almost broke somebody's arm. Nobody uh-huh. tried to break LeBron's arm. Mm-hmm. His and his it, his good friend LeBron James's arm, <laughs> and then also hurt like very, himself by doing very that. close. Yeah, and he fucked up his own body. He listen. fucked up his own thing, and now he can't yeah. shoot, which is also weird. I mean, he never Oops. had a he never had a phenomenal shot. No, but, but now it's completely fucked up. Now it's fucked can only up. Only play like and, twenty game, twenty minutes a game, and and it's really uh, messing with his ability to run the offense, which I think mm-hmm. is the actual biggest problem because we're seeing now that with. Um, Chris Paul not really being at 100%. It is affecting Booker. Yeah. Who is not, not getting looks. He's not getting looks. He's not getting spots. In, he's not getting into his spot with his shot. And he, now he took out some of that frustration last night. Yeah. Uh, he, on Schroeder. <laughs> when he almost killed Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I, I looked at that push. and It was I, soft. It, it was, was soft. Not, Dennis it was, Dennis was like, crazy. like, Dennis felt contact and was like, oh, I'm gone. And then he just like <laughs> shifted all of his weight. Uh, he like he did the thing that they do in wrestling, where yeah. if you're if you're gonna do if you're gonna take a headshot on the um on the on, the apron. on the mat, yeah, yeah, he's he like slammed his hands before he hit yeah. he hit his head on the ground, and I was like, all right, Dennis, like come on, bud, it worked, <laughs> but it was like, come on, dude, like there are cameras in this building, bud, like I could see you. It was um, wild. It was wild to see him do that flop. Yeah. And then to see it have it work, and, and well, again, well, let's talk about the officiate officiating uh-huh. because I think this leads directly into that conversation. the 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 referees have been rough in these in these past mm-hmm. couple of seasons, like, and this goes into the conversation that I wanted to dig into about Denver and Portland because, um, everything I've seen in the like in terms of games that I've seen the worst officiating has been within the Lakers and Phoenix series yeah where I feel like Phoenix is not getting calls that they should be getting especially Devin Booker 
Yeah. But the worst officiating I've seen in, so far is definitely in the Denver and Portland series. They are they are affecting those games in a way that is frustrating. Yeah. Like because like those <sighs> those games are still fun, but like they they do not the pacing is completely off because of the calls and it just feels it doesn't feel correct. Yeah. It um, also it also is a Pretty big reflection of how not much of a superstar Damian Lillard is in the eyes of the league. Mm -hmm. Because one of those weird things is that usually once you've got once you've gotten to a certain stature in the league, there's a there's a little bit of reverence for you that goes across the officiating pool. It's not a thing that is supposed to happen because everybody's supposed to be, you know, kind of in the same lane and, you know, everyone's supposed to be looked at, you know, at the same you know, we, we all know that's not true because if you ever watched Michael Jordan play, you know that's not true. But it's one of those weird things of I've not seen a superstar, someone who is literally in the top five of the league, in my opinion, mm-hmm. just not get calls not get at all. Calls. He gets yeah. no calls. And I think the thing that bugs me is that it's usually because of certain things. So, like, Jordan had the Jordan rules of, like, you couldn't hand check him. Mm-hmm. So he he fundamentally changed the game. The early 90s basketball where everybody was playing jail ball, that wound up changing the way that officiating happened as well. Especially because you had in the 90s you had two major fights that happened that involved, you know, players and stands and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The thing that has changed the most though has been the superstar calls over the past 5 to 8 years yeah. where LeBron started to get calls that he wasn't getting early on in his career, especially when he moved over to the Lakers. I think he especially started getting calls that he was not that he wasn't used to getting. Before. Still can't fucking hit the free throws. So, so what is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, in a I don't league know. longer than I've been alive. It's true. 15 feet away, bud. I mean, I don't know. You're I, not I, moving. I don't know. He has he has bad feet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he started getting calls that he wasn't getting before. Um Folks who were kind of small, like it lent towards smaller players starting to get more calls in the space. So like folks like Kemba Walker were starting getting mm-hmm. a whole bunch of calls that he never got before. James um, Harden's small, entire fucking existence. James Harden just walk, just like fucking singing in the rain up and down the court. Yeah. Not calling anything for him for about seven years now at this point. He hasn't traveled ever. Um but 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 uh, Damian Lillard has a really interesting space where he is one of the most fearless players in the league, and he drives often to the basket. He he of course everybody likes to talk about his shot, which is yeah. nuts and phenomenal. But he will body up on people and go to the hole against seven footers and not care and still you, not get. You know calls. what it is? He's too honest. Yes. Yeah. He's too honest. Like, I mean, and like, this is not a bad thing, Yeah. but it's like James Harden, once he figured out that he could take four steps, he was like, oh, y'all are just, okay, I'm going to take four steps every time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also going to like contort my body every time anybody looks at me. Yep. And like, I, I love the way that James Harden plays because it is, uh, it makes people mad. (laughs) Um, but like Dame, Dame is, he's too honest. He needs to be on the floor longer. He needs to yell and bitch and complain more. He needs to get kicked out of a couple of games Mm -hmm. before. And then like, 
Pete folks need to get mad at like, why are you taking Dame out? Think about the way that you're treating this superstar. Like, what's the point? Then I think like you can start to change, but he's been in the league for so long that he's not going to do that. Here's the other like, part his, of that. His late game career is not his pivot, right? Yeah. As he gets older, it's not going to be flop more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because his game doesn't lend to any of that. It's like, yeah, when he will lose a step, he'll just get slower Mm-hmm. And he may not be able to hit that super, super long J anymore because that, a lot of that is your legs and you lose your legs first. Right. But there are certain I, players in the way you shoot like Curry will never lose his shot. Right. Like Curry will lose a shot. I think Dame is going to age the way that everyone thought Carmelo would. Hmm, explain. I think that like Carmelo Anthony right now has like obviously completely changed his game since uh, when he was out of the league for almost a year and a half or two years. Yeah. But I think I was under the impression that Carmelo Anthony was just going to be on the Knicks kind of forever and like gracefully Mm. like Mm -hmm. make a shift into realizing that he was not going to be the number one option and then like feel legitimately good about his position and his contributions to the squad while Mm. also making the developments that he made before he got to Portland. I don't think that weird middle bit is going to happen to Dame. I think like he's, he's either. Oh, actually, you know what the actual better fit mirror I think is going to be. Mm -hmm. He's going to age like Kobe, Mm -hmm. but with a presumably fingers crossed without the, the knees and Mm -hmm. the Achilles Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense to me. But it's also another part of it that I think, uh, you know, is really telling about him is especially after this last game where, again, he has been holding down the squad. He dropped 30 something plus points, mm-hmm. I think, again. He, listen, uh, he tried to change the clock. He was like, it's damn time. And the ref said, oh, it's not, though. I want to no. go home. This is a leap year. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that in this in this time uh, time continuum. Um, but the thing that is most telling about any player in this playoffs is that when Portland loses, especially after a game like this, mm-hmm. literally everyone in the league is like, fam, you're way up. too loyal to Portland. Yeah. You need to get Please. the fuck get out, out of here. Portland. Yeah. And he's never going to leave Portland. He's never going to leave. He's never going to leave Portland. And it's and it makes me sad for him because he deserves like they put him in a Knicks jersey last night and somebody mm-hmm. mocked it and up. And, like, and I was like, mm. I was looking at him. I was looking at him like he like he was on the circle. I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, let mm, me see. Dang. <laughs> Mero, uh, Mero from Jesus and Mero tweeted. What did he tweet? I think he said Steph to the last week. He's or a week and a half ago. He said Steph, Steph to, to the, the Knicks. Knicks. And Clay to the, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. And like, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, like it, there, there uh, are a handful of teams for play. Like, I, I think you're right. I think a handful of players, Dame especially, but I think th- I, I'm afraid that Steph is going to be too loyal to the Warriors. I, I the think thing. Steph should move. I think Steph should move, but I think it's less about Steph to be to be to be honest. Yeah, and I think it's more about Aisha. I think Aisha loves the Bay. She can stay though. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Nikki Grayson like breaking up happy holes and being like, he's y'all not can their live half, He's bi- literally not there half the time anyway. Y'all right? can live bi-coastal <laughs> and just be with y'all. They have the money. Nikki's like, yo, yo, just live bi-coastal. Do the just J-Lo like, and Ben Affleck thing and just come back every year at the end of the year. You're right. Wow. Like, like I, I think you are right. I think like there is, <laughs> I think there is a huge aspect of, especially Steph Curry's brand and Aisha Curry's brand that is yes. like that stability and that family and that like they are wholesome. Yeah. Like Steph, like they that is a it is an image that they have very artfully crafted. Yes. And then the second you tr- you move that out of a market like San Francisco, mm-hmm. then it changes, right? Because yep. then if Steph goes to New York, then what? Aisha and the kids are hounded by the sports. Paparazzi everywhere Paparazzi they go. Paparazzi folks all the time. Like, nobody wants that. If Steph goes to LA, that might be fine, but also, like, the expectation is immediately win, right? Because you don't know how long anybody with the Los Angeles Lakers is going to be there. So, like, I get it if he wants to stay, but fucking Steph a Lakers on the Knicks. Move is, I mean, a Lakers... Well, here's here's the deal. A Lakers move... A Lakers move A Lakers is move is go game life. fucking over. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, even... Like everyone's like, pissed about the the Brooklyn team. Yeah, I think that like the levels of salt on NBA oh Twitter God. would be unreal. It would, but the basketball. Oh, ah. I mean, look, I, if 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 not Clay, if Steph were to go to the Lakers, which I think would be a better move for family and for fit. Yeah. Uh, no, not for fit, because I would love to have him on the Knicks. Of course, I would. I think he would. Yeah. I think he would put butts in seats every night like like you yeah. want for the garden it, to, to be it would be rocking every, and you automatically bring other players to New York at that point yes. with Steph being there Lakers is kind of the de facto hey you want to win a chip hey you want to come over here and you know the franchise will love on you and maybe never put your name in the rafters if you're not good enough Steph will Steph will get a, a, a name in the rafters even in the lake, even the Lakers lore, he would get one in his, yeah, his jersey like retired a- as a Laker. AD is going to get his jersey retired. I hate that. <laughs> I, I, hate I also I love I Anthony it. Davis and I love I what he's it. done for this team. I, I also it. don't think he deserves it, but I, I know for it. a fact he's getting his jersey retired. I know he is. So is LeBron. Well, LeBron deserves it. AD doesn't LeBron deserve it. LeBron deserves it. AD, if, if he leaves in two years, I think his deal is up in 2023 yeah. or something. He's getting he's getting a bit he's getting a his jersey retired. Magic Johnson has been grooming LeBron for decades. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it makes sense. If Anthony that makes Davis sense. Mm-hmm. does not make sense to be to be in that space. But listen, but, it was a long 10 years. Okay. I, oh, I it's agree. Su- it's suffering, right? I agree. No, I agree. No team, no team has gone 10 years without winning a, the NBA championship. Do you understand how hard each of those 10 years was? Do you, Very. Do you know who you're talking to right now? <laughs> 10 years is the longest championship drought in all of sports. We we have not had a chip so long that we've cycled back around on fashion trends. There were eight-year-olds born in Los Angeles who didn't get to see a Lakers or Dodgers World Series. And now I'm happy that they were able to experience it. I, I, I. 
the 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 suffering Olympics is not going to happen on this podcast, even though it absolutely could. What are you talking about? You motherfuckers have freaking statues outside for people in the time that I've been alive. Y'all have statues. There's one good player that's ever played. There's a Shaq statue with his nuts in the air (laughs) hanging outside of Staples Center. I remember because I got my eye stabbed by a plant. Right in Damn. front of Staples Center at E3 two years Damn. ago. I, I beat that plant's ass. But <laughs> if you're going to talk about a franchise that needs a superstar to come to the come to the city, yeah. it would it would be New York in that it's way. And Knicks. I think I would love to see Steph be that person. I, I, I do think for those kind of family reasons that that would probably be the reason why it wouldn't happen. Yeah. But I do think the I do think Dame would actually make a better fit. Yes. Because one, he he has that like hustle spirit in that way. Two, the music stuff, that's a that's yeah. another layer. You can do whatever you want, but again, like doing it in New York Listen, is a very Jay's, different way. Jay, Jay's not gonna come to Dame's house in Portland. Nah. He's never coming right? here. I haven't seen Carmelo in the streets yet. Not like I'm supposed to. But it's like, like I, I was like, yeah, I was walking down Pioneer Square and I was like, yo, Bron, I was like, Yeah, hey, what's good? What's good, Melo? Like yeah. he didn't say anything to me, but it was fine. Yeah. Um yeah, I felt hurt. I had his jersey on too. I was hurt. Um, but Dane would make a perfect fit because he has that John Starks esque. Like they would love him in the same way they would love John Starks to. Yeah. Uh, in that same way, where like you would never have to, you know, buy buy another steak again, kind of deal. And I think that he is so low key from a personality standpoint. He's not get like look local local Portland TV. He's doing car and, and coffee commercials out here. Yeah. Right, so like he's low key enough that the paparazzi bits. Yeah, nobody's gonna give a shit. No one's gonna give a shit about that. He can actually just go and play, and do that kind of stuff. Again, you know, if you're from New York and you're seeing stuff on the back pages and page six right now, let me know if they're like, "Yo, I saw you know Derek Rose sniffing coke off a off a hooker's behind." Like, if you see it, then let me know because I I would just want to know. Also, I just want to have that framed. Yeah, that information. That's amazing. Um, Can I read you a list of? players who will be free agents after this year please wait 2022 right yes 2022 free agents after this basketball season mm-hmm. john wall james harden nobody Russell wants john westbrook wall, Dude, would nobody you take john wall, wall though no no absolutely not you couldn't pay me to take john wall okay um john harden. wall mm-hmm. harden westbrook durant curry mm-hmm. chris paul bradley beal kemba Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, Kyrie, Julius Randle, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Drogic. Uh, so in two years you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In okay. two years, we're going to have a Redonkulous. an unreal Ja Morant. He's not oh, going to go anywhere, but Ja really. Morant, technically, because his rookie deal expires. Yeah. Um, Like, free agency in next year is going to be fucking unreal this is this um, is the perfect time for because let's think about this really quick which i let's do the thought experiment yeah, um clippers are done you're right oh god like wow like damn i'm so a, mad john signed what if i'm so mad I, what a failed experiment that is I, they, I, they before, we, before we talk about that let's let's go back to, to later yes, i mean let's yes, go back yes, to free yes, agent because yes, yes. we, we skipped over it really fast yes Knicks will be a fantastic place for to, to finally get some free agents because there's actually mm-hmm. decent energy in there. I just mm-hmm. don't know how many people we have to give up 
that got yeah. us that good energy to get us back to a particular place where we will probably have not great energy again because we have superstars again. Yeah. Lakers and and Mavericks, I mean uh Clippers and Mavericks is wild because I, wow. It's so delicious to watch <laughs> it like the I don't think there's a person. Here's the here's the thing. I don't dislike the Los Angeles Clippers because that's giving them too much of my brain energy. And it's very valuable. I'm indifferent towards the existence of that entire franchise. I I am grateful to them for providing me an opportunity to pay $28 to watch a professional basketball game when the next night a ticket in the same seat would cost $500. I appreciate that from Steve and his cool basketball club. But like, <laughs> there is not, there's nobody in the league that hates the Los Angeles Clippers more than Luka Doncic. No, there's not, there's not a single man in the league who hates the Clippers more than Luka Doncic. And it's the best part. Usually when, when players like hate entire teams, that's too much of a burden to bear. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, if you don't have buy-in from the rest of your squad, then like that personal vendetta, it really doesn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. The Clippers are so fucking soft and they're so like, they're, they've been scattered f- for 15 years almost that it's like a, a light gust of wind could blow the entire organization over. And Luca's like, all right, bet. What if I was a hurricane though? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's he's gonna blow this franchise up. They have <laughs> Kawhi is absolutely leaving. Paul George is bad at basketball. They gave <laughs> um what the fuck is this dude's name? I don't even remember. They gave some guy that has not played a minute in the playoffs $43 million. Oh, let's look at that. And he has not played. Luke Kennard is his name. They gave him $43 million. I mean, his last name is Kennard. Yeah, he has not played a minute of basketball in this series. They have no picks for five years. And they have a bad coaching staff. And then nobody comes to the games. It is it is wild. Well, here's a here's here's the thing. And and I wish that I was video recording this because when Nikki went into his that was a really amazing rant. <laughs> and you said delicious. And I thought for at least for 0.5 seconds, you was gonna do the L O Cool J lip lip thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to do it. Fuck, I should have oh, done delicious. it. Um, I, here's the thing that bugs me about the Clippers really, really fast, is yeah. that it is exposed in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. The like Rocket-esque blast off of what potentially could have been a really great mm-hmm. career to what is now people being like, I don't even know if I would trade for you not in Chris Paul, not Chris, uh, and Paul George, which again I always thought was a little bit shaky. Like I never was a Paul George. Paul George. Like, Paul, Paul George, George is great. Yeah, no, he was always a second star or second piece. He second tier, he was number one. Yeah, he yes, absolutely. But Kawhi Leonard, who has is, won mm-hmm. what two championships? Yes, two or three, maybe three. I think three? he has three. I think he won two with the Spurs. Yeah, and then one, and then with the one with Toronto Raptors. So yeah, three. Um, 
I think he's getting exposed in a major way. He can't I, carry uh, a basketball team. He can't carry. And I, and I think about this in this way, and we just talked about it with LeBron, right? Where besides being a phenomenal physical specimen of a person mm-hmm. in LeBron, LeBron is an actual leader of a team. Yes. Kawhi Leonard is not a leader of a team. No. And I think that your physical prowess winds up getting bumped out of the conversation in a real way when you actually can't lead your team. Mm-hmm. So like Kawhi has and Kawhi and let's, and let's be real about this. Kawhi doesn't have a really pretty game. No, Kawhi, he doesn't. Also, Kawhi his body very... is going to fall up like his legs are. He doesn't have very long in this league. I think what Kawhi of any superstar in this league is going to fall off of the hardest cliff. Yeah. I think yeah. like his, his decline is going to be, I don't think it's imminent, but I think it's closer than people want to believe. And he's going to get not good very fast. Mm-hmm. Cause he, cause, because if you cause think about his, his legs game, are literally deteriorating. <laughs> well, yeah. And he has like actual, like a yeah, his, condition his, for his one of actual- his legs is longer than the other. And then he also has like some sort of bone. He has like Greg Oden disease. Yeah. But it's just slower. It's slower. Plus, if we're being really super honest before we before we start to wrap it up. Yeah. Is of all the players who we've talked about today, we talked about Chris Paul. We talked about LeBron. We talked about Dame. We talked about Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. Each one of those superstars has an option. Yeah. In the way that this style of play, they can change their style of play to fit their age. Kawhi Leonard doesn't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. He literally has a potential. He has an almost jump shot that is consistent. And his body, because he has such big hands and drives to the basket in a bully fashion and not in a kind of um, LeBron has that same way where he will use his body to make space. Mm-hmm. Kawhi doesn't make space. He tries to just push you he down while through. you do. Yeah. He tries to go through you, and that doesn't work after you get to a certain point because you need yeah. to be able to do that and bounce that out with a decent shot or mm-hmm. with a with a move. Yeah. LeBron finally now still has his kind of super long pull up jumper. It's not consistent. It's not good, but he can hit it when he needs to. But he still can get into the get into the post and pull a double team and kick it. Mm-hmm. Kawhi will never be able to do that. Yeah. He doesn't have that kind of game. Um, so yeah, I think you're absolutely right about the like potential fall off of of Kawhi in a major way. And I think that people are going to now, if you look at that free agent list, he may be the person who doesn't get picked up. Like he, like he may. I, I don't think he gets picked up, but I think he doesn't get max money. I think he goes back to Toronto. I mean, eh. I mean, he could. There, he still love there. They he still have still the pieces. Love there, they have the only pieces that aren't there anymore are Mark Gasol and, like, I would assume some bench players. Yeah, but like Kyle Lowry's still going to be there. Uh, assuming Pascal gets his shit together mm-hmm. in his third year. He's still going to be there. OG Anubi is going to be there. Mm. Um, Fred Van Fleet's still there. He's there for a while. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it worked. We everyone saw it work because it worked. Yeah, it <laughs> a did year, work a, a year and a half ago. 
It was it was one of those things where we were all kind of like, why are you leaving? Yeah. Yeah, right? He like fucking, he's from Riverside. Yeah. So he's a he's a weirdo. And he just was like, <laughs> well, I want to go home. But like <sighs> I don't know. Here's, I don't know. You want to you want to hear here's my here's my actual take. take this it. team loses this series. I think um I think the Clippers win today. Yep. Uh and then I think the Mavs win the next two. But <laughs> if they lose <laughs> If they if the Clippers lose today, there's no reason to play game five. Um, they might as well not show up. But uh, here's what I think happens. I think the Clippers lose this series. I think uh, Kawhi leaves. I think Paul George resigns. Yes. Because he's going to get the most money from the Clippers. Yep. And the Clippers are going to be desperate for anybody. Because yep. who's going to fucking come to the Clippers? Um, when Ty Lu is the coach, and he is very clearly not Phone, a good he's professional basketball it in coach, super yeah. hard right just now, just collecting a paycheck. And I, you know what? I respect it. I do I respect it. I do. Um, but like, he's not the reason he won that ring is because of LeBron. So like, yep. he that's very clear. <laughs> so no one's gonna want to go to that squad coached by Ty Lu, who is absolutely not gonna get fired this year. By the way. I don't think that happens. No. I think they're going to be like, gotta give him another year. Silly. <laughs> um, this team, uh, Steve Ballmer has already announced that he wants to build a building in Inglewood. What? I think what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, here's what I think is going to happen. I think he is going to, uh, sh- there's going to be rumors out of Seattle that is someone is going to spend a bunch of money to develop even more of the area around Key Arena, which is where the Storm and the Kraken play. And then I think in like five years, the Clippers just go to Seattle and turn into the Supersonics and they fucking try again. <clears throat> I w- Ooh. Well, the Clippers the have here's the here's and here's OK, here's the last thing I will say. And then you can say your thing and then we can go home. Yep. The Clippers have literally no history. <laughs> like, and like, everyone was pissed when the Sonics left because it was Seattle, right? Like, they, the only other team they had was the Seahawks. So they had two teams, plus the Mariners, I guess. But the Mariners have been bad forever, and so were the Seahawks in the 90s and the early mm-hmm. 2000s. The Supersonics were the only team that had any sort of success in that city for like 30 years. They were beloved. They had a lot of players that the entire city rallied behind and they rallied behind that team. Nobody has given a shit about the Clippers since that team was created in San Diego in the 50s. They left San Diego because no one was coming to games. So they moved to Los Angeles, have been the second tenant of a building that the Lakers own and nobody's coming to their games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the biggest fan that they have ever had is Billy Crystal. So we're going to continue. Well, no, there's Clipper Daryl. You got to remember Clipper, Clipper Daryl. Okay, Clipper Daryl is a guy who likes the Clippers, and that's his whole thing. He's got a really cool leather jacket that has a bunch of, like, Clippers uh, uh, fucking patches on it. And he's legitimately a Los Angeles superstar. We love Clipper Daryl. It's a, it's a shame that he, he likes a bad team, but... Uh, he's been he's dedicated. He's known throughout the Los Angeles sports community. Everyone loves Clipper Daryl. But otherwise, I mean, the same person you just described sounds like my dad, who was a crackhead. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, that is absolutely I, I, what Clipper Daryl is. 
<laughs> but we appreciate him for what he does for that team, which is oh. go to the games. Well, shoe dabble, D dabble, dwee. That's all I got to say about Cripple da- Clipper Darrell. Because I don't know who the hell that is. Nobody knows who that is. He is not getting into the Hall of Fame like my Sikh brother who's in Toronto. Clipper anyway, Darrell will never make it. He'll never make it to the Hall of Fame. There will be no statue of Clipper Darrell in front of, in front of Stapleton. Uh, really quickly, um, got to give Jokic massive love because he's he getting is again, the MVP. Again, proving that he is the big man of all big men in the league right now. And he, like, anytime I see him play, I'm kind of in awe mm-hmm. of, of what he's able to do at his size and his slowness mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do what he's doing and just, like, make people feel bad about their game. Remember um, how chunky he was before the season started? Yeah. Yeah. He actually... Everyone I mean, was like, damn. He's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. And he, he has, like, the... Best, best slow season. person, like mm-hmm. slow person game I've seen in a very long time. He's like lethargic and terrible yeah. in the way that he plays, but he's like brilliant at what he's able to do. Um, I had another point, but I forgot. So that means it's time to go. Uh, thank you. Oh, really quick. This is what it was. Um, I have a retro Sonic shirt oh. that I wear. And I swear, anytime I put it on and people see me in it, they're like, yo, Sonics, yo. Yeah. Sonics, yo. So you're right. I, I agree with you in that sense. More, like that team has been waiting for for them to come back, and it would be now would be a perfect time. I would be so. Does the NBA sell throwback um, Sonics jerseys on the website? Hold you can on. get it, Mitchell and Ness. Sorry, Mitchell Hold and Ness. Will, they have you, they have old you, uh, Kemp jerseys. Do you think how many jerseys do the Los Angeles Clippers sell? compared to Mitchell and Ness's numbers on Sonic's jerseys. Do you, I feel like that number might be closer than it should considering one of those teams has been dead for almost 10 years. Probably. It, I would, I would say that the numbers are skewed towards the Clippers now because of their really nice rebrand. Right. If they didn't have that nice rebrand, then I would say you're absolutely right. But that, the, 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 the rebrand on the jerseys is pretty fire. Yeah. Um, anywho. Sad. Sad face. Uh, shout out to Clipper Daryl out there who shout will out be to Clipper, on- Clipper Daryl. Come on the show. Yeah, we got it. We have a four chair for you. Uh, we'll Febreze it and make sure that it's, it's nice and nice mm-hmm. and smelling good for you. Uh, and we'll make it not smell like sadness. Uh, thank you for all of you at home who have listened listening to this almost hour long. Sorry, corner three. <laughs> I think this was a beautiful. This was a episode. good one. You calm that yeah. down. Talking about sorry. We had a damn good episode. You almost licked your lips talking about <laughs> how bad the team was, how much you hated them. I talked about my crackhead dad. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff in basketball. Everybody in wins. Everybody wins. It's, it's amazing. Uh, again, please, thank you so much for, for being here and for rocking with us. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and any podcast app that you find us on. Please share the show. I think that, you know, one of the things we've been trying to do is kind of figure out ways to expand on this on, on this. Um, Ah, on this show uh, mm-hmm. and on this uh, particular format that we've been rolling in, we've been trying to figure out good ways to do it uh, in other ways. We've been doing some of these in video uh, video form. They just haven't been getting out into the world because it's my fault. Um, but Luckily, if you want to see the... Huh? So, Cleve, you're busy. Don't blame yourself. No, I blame myself. I, I, no. I would take that L. I'm, I'm the Tehran Lu of, of our crew. Um <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to see this stuff, you want to see the actual video versions of these shows, please let us know. Uh, Nikki, where can folks go and give us feedback or ask us questions? 
You can hit us in the Discord at fanbyte.casa, C-A-S-A. G. And on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. Word. Uh, we will have the whole squad hopefully back uh, next week. Uh, more playoff basketball will be there. I think I just heard my Knicks playoff hat hit my front door, which is amazing. Yeah. Which means that hopefully I'll have my jersey before we get bumped out of playoffs. Yeah, baby. So that'll be great. D-Rose uh, is starting tonight. D-Rose is starting again. Oh, man. All right. We'll see that game in like another 10 minutes or so, actually. Yep. Um, much love to you all. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a safe holiday. Please take yes. care of yourselves. Wash your hands, wash your butt, put on your mask, all that good stuff. We'll see you next week on Corner 3. Much love and peace. Mm-hmm.